and joined on stage by Brewers lefty Brent Suter. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Great to awesome. see you. First of all, congratulations. We know you're a new father. How's that all going? It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's he turned three months yesterday. He's a big bundle of joy. He's like pretty getting pretty long now, so he's pretty uh, getting harder to hold every day. But he's he's really awesome. T- tons of smiles. Everything. He's awesome. Isn't that amazing? You get home and you can no longer press that button for a nurse to come in and help. <laughs> yeah. Like it's on you now. Like it, oh boy, it's on me. Yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And my wife's doing an incredible job too. She's really um, when I'm training the next day, she's doing the night. Duty, doing all that stuff, and uh, she's she's been awesome. Good news here, also. If you notice, Brent, look at his arm, look at his left arm, everybody. There is no cast, there is no hardware. Uh, it's easier now to get through an airport, I'm sure. Yes, yep. Uh, that's good. That's a sign of your recovery. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've had pretty much full range of motion the last two, three months, and I started throwing this week, and it feels really good. It's responding really well, so uh, we're right on track. It's, it's feeling really good. How do you go into the season where you know you're not going to be good to go at the beginning of the year? Maybe there's a chance you, you come in late in the season, maybe not. Like, what's the what's the mind frame going in? Yeah, I've never done it before, so I've been kind of leaning on guys like Jimmy Nelson, some other guys who have been in a similar situation where they're you're not starting spring training healthy. They're starting in the rehab process, and um, they've just basically been saying, take it one day at a time, um, listen to what they're telling you. Like, I'm I'm throwing, and I feel like I can go back to, like, 120 feet right now, and they're like, don't do that. Don't be a hero. Just stay within the program. Trust the program, and uh, just take every day as a a precious gift that it is and uh, go from there. So um, it's going to be weird, but I'm going to try to embrace it as much as I can. What's the reality for a pitcher or a kid wanting to – it's not if you're going to get hurt, but when you're going to get hurt. What's the reality of what pitchers deal with, what you think about? Do you you just – pitch and go at some point i'm gonna get hurt or it really seems it it happens to everybody yeah unfortunately it's um it's just such an unnatural motion that uh you can do everything the right way uh you can take care of your arm all that and sometimes just the bad break happens and you get injured either shoulder or, or elbow um i would just encourage kids to stick with it uh sometimes it's the blessing in disguise a lot of people have been saying that this could be like a good recharge for my career come back come back stronger uh doing all that on the personal side but uh, just also to be in part of a, such a group that's so supportive of that of everybody. I mean, everyone's picking me up the day I, I found the news out, and uh, just been they've been all been saying you're coming back better, man. You're coming back better. So uh, it's been really great to have that encouragement in my teammates and my friends and family. So, um, but yeah, it's it's the reality of the game. It's, it's just an unnatural motion, kind of like in football. The reality is like you're gonna maybe have some brain, maybe a concussion or something. With baseball, it's you're maybe gonna hurt your arm, but uh, it's just part of the risk of playing the game. Now, this is a biased question, I guess, because I'm old, and I just don't see how anybody can go to Harvard and be a good athlete. <laughs> you go to Harvard because you're really smart. They're the smartest people, and now we've got people from the Ivy League. It's, got not, it's just not fair. <laughs> uh, for, I got it. Uh, baseball helped me get into Harvard. I, if I didn't have baseball, I would have been like an okay applicant, but uh, baseball really helped me get in there. But uh, it is true that some Ivy League guys are coming, stepping up in the uh, big leagues. You look at Kyle Hendricks, what he's doing uh, down in Chicago, and there's a couple other guys and just in the NL Central last year. Actually, one other Harvard guy, Tanner Anderson, was in the Central pitching last year for the Pirates. So you're seeing more and more guys come through because um, it's good baseball. I mean, the Ivy League baseball, the top the top stars on each team were very competitive throughout the country, you know, so it's, it's a good league. Right. Did you turn down Yale? No, no, no. Uh, I, I just want to. I, I want to meet somebody who turned down Yale. No, I turned down nobody. Like Harvard was by far my most interested school in me, so I didn't have really? to turn anybody down. Really, <laughs> yeah. Really, that's yeah. interesting. So yeah. the Ivy League wasn't crawling with 
potentials for you? Not really. It was either Harvard or like maybe um, a Big Ten school for a walk-on spot or a D3 school. That was basically. I guess my... you just settled for Harvard then. It was yeah. It was a I guess. It's <laughs> yeah. what you'll do. Uh, well, I'm anxious to get you back uh, on the mound and in the batter's box, by the way. Uh, so what happened with? with Major League Baseball because after your injury, you became the biggest Brewers cheerleader inside the <laughs> dugout. And uh, it was comical, it was entertaining, and, and, and you, you, you are a draw, Brent. I mean, just being around you is so much, so much enjoyment out of that. But did Major League Baseball say, hey, wait a minute, that, that guy can't be in the dugout. He's, in, he's not even on the roster. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know how far I'm allowed to talk about this. Okay. But, um, <laughs> as far as you want. Yeah, no one's as listening. Far as, I, as far as I can go, um, I... I wore, I brought, drew too much attention to myself, I think, the first game, and they told me the next game, like, you can't be out there anymore. So I was uh, kind of banned from the dugout, but uh, I was still cheering the guys on from the clubhouse. So it was, uh, it was fine, and um, we were so close, so close to winning that, that series. And, um, but it was, it was one of those things, like, a little bit, it was my fault, and I uh, just had to. Had to <laughs> what? It's not contest. your fault. Don't All you had to tell them is I went to Harvard. Who's going to argue <laughs> with that? <laughs> No, I, I shouldn't have worn. I should have been more discreet about it if I was going to go. But you there. didn't know that yeah. uh, they invented it because of you, correct? <laughs> I don't if know. you had known, you would have done it differently. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, come on. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know how far I'm allowed to go, but that's okay. Good enough. <laughs> how much joy do you take in bugging the living heck out of Lorenzo Cain in those uh, pregame uh, music sessions? That that's something I really enjoy. That was really like the highlight of my day. Um, and come July, August, September was making those beats going. And he he made it seem like he didn't enjoy it all the time, but I think deep down he really enjoyed it a lot. So uh, it was one of those things. We just every day we were trying to come up with a new thing, like low Cain, and the one that was really sticking was uh, when I say low you say Kane low Kane look at and uh, everyone got that going and it was it was cool the next day I was hearing fans uh, yelling at that like when we were doing BP they were yelling when I say low you say Kane so I was like oh this is <laughs> that, catching on pretty good that <laughs> made its way into uh, one of the many champagne celebrations yep. uh, in the clubhouse if I recall correctly yeah yep. uh, I still have hypothermia from the one that was in Colorado Right. I, I've finally dried out since that uh, celebration. <laughs> yeah. It was like nine degrees, it felt like, inside yeah. that clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. It's a good memories, though, man. The more, more, more ball you can play in October, the better. 100%. And all the veterans are saying that champagne never gets old. Like, it's every, every celebration's that special that, because it's a new group of guys, new, new advancement every time. So I'm um, just looking for more this year for Be- sure. Before we let you go, Brent, you said you were right on track. What does that mean in your recovery? What's uh, realistic here? Yeah, so typically 12, 13 months is the recovery period for Tommy John. So I'm hoping um, late July, August type of timeline is barring no setbacks. But um, we'll, we'll have to go day by day, like I said. But uh, hopefully late July, August. I, I do want to ask, are you determined to be the greatest 31st round pick ever in the history of baseball? You're close. <laughs> and are, is that not a message to anybody anywhere? Look at it can be done. Um, I I don't know the rec- I don't know the data. Travis on that. Sure. Travis Hafner. Okay. Is now the oh, greatest. Okay. But no. Well, I got a ways to go for that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it was one of those things. The Brewers uh, always gave me that chance coming up through the system. They always put me in in a spot to succeed. They always gave me that fair fair shot, and I'm forever grateful for them for that. Um, yeah, the whole time up coming through, they they gave me a fair shot. Brewers pitcher Brent Suter, everybody. Give it up for Brent. Glad things are going well, Brent, in your recovery. And uh, congrats again on being a new father. Enjoy that. And uh, we'll hopefully see you in Arizona here in a few weeks. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, you bet. That's Brewers pitcher Brent Suter joining us on stage. Brewers on deck live continues.